Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is Your Tech Report. For gadget news and reviews, click to yourtechreport.com. Or you can follow us on Twitter. It's at Your Tech Report. Our Facebook address is facebook.com slash yourtechreport. Or our email address is contact at yourtechreport.com. Mitchell Whitfield and Mark Aflalo right here on Your Tech Report. Okay, now, Mark, uh, we all know that I was at Comic-Con. I was there for work, but I was also there for a little bit of pleasure. had time to walk around. I I wanted to share something with you, and I know you're also familiar with this company. There was one booth in particular at Comic-Con in San Diego that absolutely blew me away. And I don't use that term lightly. Genuinely, I was sitting there and standing there. must have been for 45 minutes. Just I I couldn't (laughs) move away. And that booth was for Sideshow Collectibles. Now, for those of you who don't know about Sideshow Collectibles, number one, if you're a movie or pop culture fan, this is a company that you need to be familiar with. They make some of the best collectible one-sixth scale figures, premium format statues, prints. They have uh, beautiful proprietary products and figures they make. And the level of detail, and, and when I say people make, you know, a company makes figures of, you know, movie characters or comic characters. I'm not talking about the figures, Mark, that we grew up with that you could bend around and you throw in the bin. These are basically, for lack of a better term, pieces of art. The face scans, the poses, the clothing. I mean, just absolutely gorgeous. And I know I wasn't alone because this booth was incredibly crowded the entire time. So to talk about Sideshow, we brought with us Sideshow's collectible, <laughs> Sideshow's collectible, Sideshow Collectibles project manager, Mike Tolentino, and the VP of Development and Design, Jason Eastman, to talk about what they're doing now, what they did at Comic-Con, and what they have coming up in the future. Guys, thank you so much for coming on the show with us today. Oh, no problem. Thank you. Hey, for those who, who haven't seen your stuff in person, and I believe, you know, with the type of stuff you make and distribute, you really need to see these things in person. But for those who are not familiar, let's talk a little bit about the different products you make and what Sideshow does. Uh, yeah, we do a, a variety of uh, pop culture. We, we consider them art. You know, we, we're, we're fans and artists, and so, you know, it comes through in the product, uh, the, the designs, the sculpts, and, and details that we add to them are because we're fans, and so we... we you know, elevate these pop culture icons into, you know, pieces of art that you feel proud to display in your home because people have, you know, a real emotional connection to, you know, Batman, Superman, Luke Skywalker. Uh, and so, you know, we deliver a lot of unique collectibles for all different uh, passions. And they come in different shapes and sizes, correct? For example, I know we're going to talk about the stuff that you sent, but you do one-sixth scale figures. There's a premium format statues. There are prints. And the level of detail, for example, when you guys ship out one of your, let's go with a one-sixth scale figure from a movie, we're talking about multiple pairs of hands in different positions, articulation, uh, clothing. The level of detail is just incredible. Yeah, the, basically the collectors have become so sophisticated. You know, they're, they're, they're not considered toys. So the different scales, you have different type of collectors. So the one-six scale are like your your parents' GI Joes, 12-inch GI Joes on steroids, where they're <laughs> completely movie accurate. You know, you've got weapons where clips and bullets come out, and uh, and then for the other stuff, you're talking about the level of detail. 
uh, that's considered one to six. We do uh, quarter scale, and so when you get to that size, you know, you need to have the, the more level of detail because you can get right up on it and scrutinize it. So our premium format pieces have a, a lot of mixed materials like uh, cut and sew elements and metal and, and just really allows, you know, these, these characters you've either seen on, on comic book pages or on screen uh, come to life. Uh, no, there and, and once again, I know we're going to talk about this at the end of the interview as well, but uh, people, you need to go to sideshowtoys.com and, you know, while you're listening, you can actually be looking at the incredible selection and the incredible detail of the Sideshow products. Uh, you heard me in the introduction talking about how much I love the booth at, at Comic-Con. I think you guys pretty much, I know they don't talk about Comic-Con, someone stealing the show, but if someone did steal the show to me, it would have been you guys. What, what got the best response of what you were showing at Comic-Con and what new products were you showing that are going to be coming out soon? Um, one of the biggest things of Comic-Con, the impacts that we've seen from Comic-Con is Court of the Dead. Uh, we debuted it last year, and being our own property, we couldn't be prouder. It's, it's, it's a great opportunity to kind of play in our own sandbox, um, and it's, it got great feedback from down to the people who had no idea what Sideshow was to our, our major collectors to even on the professional level and studio interest and everything just kind of drooling at this, this product that's, it's, it's good to see. It's like, it's like a parent being able to take his kid off to school and watch him walk away for the first time. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, a little over solving it. Selling no, it, I like that analogy. Know, we I like that. We put a lot that. of passion into everything we do. And so to have something where our artists can put their, their whole, you know, interests and passions on display is, you know, really fulfilling, especially to, you know, it's, you're, you're putting yourself out at risk and to see the response, you know, for something that is, is unknown. You know, uh, you know, a lot of the pop culture stuff, you know, the Marvel movies now and the upcoming Star Wars, you know, people have grown up on this. You, you've, you've touched it in some way. And so amongst all of that, when you've got celebrities walking around and, and new trailers debuting, for somebody to be go up and see our Quarter of the Dead uh, that's something new uh, and, and appreciate it for being something unique and a piece of art, uh, it's fulfilling. The thing that really blew me away when Mitchell first said, hey, check out this website, was that insane attention to detail, whether it's minute stitching or facial scarring or even just the facial likeness of, of the people. So let's talk about the creation process, for example. I go to the website, I type in Batman, I'm seeing every iteration of Batman with, with Michael Keaton's face behind the mask, and I know it's him. How do you create such detail? Because 3D models aren't available of those now to work off of, are they? Not really. A lot of it's just it's, it's research. It's, as grueling as it sounds, it's watching these movies and pausing and examining them from every angle that's available on the websites. Um, we are, we do have access to Warner Brothers archives that we get to visit every now and then to see the costuming up close to get that, that, those fabric details just right. And it's, it, it, it's just countless, countless hours of research and fine tuning and going over everything with a fine tooth comb and bringing it to a committee where we all look at it. And while everything can't be 100% accurate, we try to debate which which is the battle worth fighting. How, how do you decide which statues and figures actually get produced? Uh, a lot of times, again, there, there's there's synergy with what's going on in, in, in the marketplace, you know, but for the most part, you know, uh, I have the pleasure of, you know, being able to vet our artists and, and finding what pieces that they're most excited about because, 
you know, as I said before, you know, if, if they have a passion for it, it comes through in the art that they're creating. Yeah. And, and if they have a passion for it, there's likely other collectors that are just as deeply uh, ingrained in it. And that's where you get that level of detail, because it's, it's someone who's actually excited to be working on this project of Batman, Superman, or something else, is if they're excited, they're going to put that much more attention to us where as someone who's just kind of doing it for a paycheck. Wow. Well, let, let me tell you something. I mean, excuse me. When you look, when you look at these figures, and once again, I, I, I want to come back to what you sent us, starting with the uh, one-sixth scale Commander Luke Skywalker, the Hoth figure. Um, that the detail, that what the time that you're talking about, the hand craftsman, craftsmanship, it shows in the figure. That's the whole thing. People look at these figures, just looking at the face likeness of this one-sixth scale that you sent us looks exactly like Luke Skywalker, Commander Luke in his Hoth gear. Uh, you, there, there are two heads that are in there, one with um, his helmet and goggles, one without. <laughs> and the one thing that really stood out, of course, all the accessories, just the, the, the hilt of the, <laughs> of the lightsaber, then the fully extended one, the level of detail is incredible. But what really stood out to me, and here's what I really wanted to ask, is this something you focus on, the eyes? Now, I know people always talk about the eyes being the window to the soul and all that, but when you look at a, at a figure... The eyes can make or break the realism. And when I looked at this Luke Skywalker figure, the eyes were spot on. I was like, I'm looking at a tiny little man. How much time goes into actually the, and I know this sounds crazy, the eye creation because it is so, so important. Well, on a six-scale level, um, I, I can't really give too much information on that. Just uh, That's not my department. I'm more right. of the, the statues, so the, the okay. quarter scale and the resin pieces. Um, and that is something that we are always trying to redefine and just make that process as perfect as possible because you're right, the windows are the eyes of the soul and they can make or break a figure. Um, and so we've, we've actually done a lot of different processes to enhance that, to make sure that they're dialed in as best as possible. And some of them, you can look at, some of them are hand-painted and it's, 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 there's a certain skill labor at the factory level that are painting eyes and they're just making sure they have that, that certain gleam to them, that certain look to them. And they're doing just, they're sitting there painting eyes all day. There's some that we're doing a decal now where it's getting that decal right, but it's not just the simple matter of like your, your, your model decal sheets and just sliding them on. There's, there's the placement, and then you also have to put on a certain amount of paint applications afterwards to make sure it looks real. And it's, it's, it's a process. It's one of the things that we focus on the most. And when, we, when we open the sample, the first thing we look at is, the eye line to make sure that everything's right. So it's it it's something that we're constantly working and striving to to improve. And we're we're already have some great examples, but we're we're never going to be satisfied with it. We always want to improve it. Well, you know what, Pepper Potts and I really made a connection. Really made a connection, <laughs> and I think it was because of the eyes. We we spend a lot of time and research on those come hither eyes. I mean, it doesn't come easy. It's the, I think we, we like to call it the smolder look. Uh, you know, uh, don't laugh, guys, because, you know, I also wanted to, you know, I wanted to go into what Mike was talking about before. We are talking about, you know, the Queen of the Dead, which was the premium format statue that you got. And this stands over 20 inches tall. I mean, it is a gorgeous statue. And I really think that if Mark were not a married man and not afraid to talk about it on the air, he might run away with Queen of the Dead because the detail, the look, I mean, it, it's, I, I don't even know what to say. And, and, and something you guys talked about earlier really, it really intrigued me that when you're talking, 
talking about a proprietary property when it's your own creation. It's sort of like the, the handcuffs have been taken off for you guys because, as you mentioned, you're not bound by the Bible, the history of this particular... You are creating these characters, so working on uh, a statue like Queen of the Dead must be inc- incredibly liberating, yes? It's, it, it removes that level of approvals that you have to go through right. that could change some things or make some things... But, but also complicate it because, yeah. again, you have, you have a blank slate. I mean, a, a lot of times we have... You know, we have the same kind of emotional resonance with, you know, Batman and Superman and, you know, Spider-Man and all them, you know, we have a, a starting point and we get to kind of put our twist on them. So, I mean, when we go into Court of the Dead, uh, first of all, these aren't just standalone statues. Uh, our chief creative officer, Tom Gilliland, one of our founders, uh, he worked with the artists and, and there's a whole world and story and background to all these characters. And, and so they're... They're, they're creating their own rules, and in some ways, they're even harder on themselves than, than the things that we're doing for other people because uh, it's theirs. So uh, there, there's benefits and disadvantages, but um, it, it's great to see you know, their creativity kind of unbounded by this. No, and, and obviously the Court of the Dead, and in, in looking, there, there's premium artwork, there are pins, uh, there are the premium format statues, there's, there's a huge, rich selection of, of collectibles from that universe that you guys have created. But uh, aside from that, what do you guys have coming up, maybe in the next several months, in the next 12 months that you guys, it, um, obviously if it's stuff you can talk about, what are you guys excited about that you have coming up that we should be looking forward to in the next few months? One of the things that we, we debuted at Comic-Con just last month, or I guess rather just this month, was our Master of the Universe line, and then we had the Voltron maquette. And that was super exciting for me, just as as a product of the 80s, growing up and playing with those toys and, and having oh, them. Oh, yeah. And, and always, in my mind, having the idea of, oh, if I, if I did He-Man, so to be able to work on He-Man now is, is super exciting for me. Um, and we're excited with the feedback that we got, the... the I think the fan support of that was great. Yeah, we, we sometimes, you know, we're very privileged to, again, to be working with some of these, you know, iconic properties, uh, but also to allow the licensors to kind of allow us to have, you know, our take on them. You know, we, you know our Marvel and DC pieces, you know, especially when you're translating something from, you know, a 2D comic drawing to something that's got to work as a 3D piece that you want to have in your home, uh, and especially the scale we were talking about. Uh, a lot of times we have to do a lot of design work, uh, almost like what they're doing by translating these characters now into film. You know, sometimes, you know, just a single color spandex when you, as you said, have it, you know, two feet tall or even our, you know, our half scale Iron Man that we had at, at the show right. uh, is three feet tall. Uh, you know, you can see every little thing. So if you don't add those extra enhancements, uh, then, then they just look wrong. Well, I think the biggest compliment we can pay you guys is every bit of work that goes into every bit of research, every every bit of love uh, from the artists, uh, from you guys that goes into what you guys create. It is actually visible. It's tangible. You can see it when you look at the figures. I, I encourage and I plead with all of our listeners, you should go to SideshowToy.com. That's SideshowToys.com and check out 
everything that Sideshow Collectibles has to offer. Now, listen, we're going to be working with you guys, whether you know it or not. We're going to be working with you guys for a long time. We want to be reviewing your products for a long time. So we know we're going to have you back on the the air soon to talk about what we can't talk about today. I just wanted to thank you for coming on. You guys... You guys do excellent work, and we are really, really big fans. Thanks so much for taking the time to be with us today. Thank you. Thank you. We appreciate it. When we come back, we wrap up this week on Your Tech Report. Stick around. Your Tech Report will be right back. Do, did, will. The Story of People podcast is now available on the Cryer Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks, Undercurrent Podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holowaty from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Cryer Media Network. Connie Teeson, the host of Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast. We focus on Canada and the challenges facing Canadian radio and TV, as well as highlighting those moving the industry forward from podcasting and streaming to new broadcast tech. Check us out at broadcastdialogue.com or your favorite podcast app.